0: Feels just as good, even if isn't is uh, isn't that full strength with some of their main players. They win. As they win is a win. It's the uh, weekend in Monday. Good, bad, ugly, and great. It's the Tex club at three five two seven zero thirty five two seventy. What is it? that shines out. Was it a fifty two? piece put in by a local kid from Northern Cat over the weekend that finds a great. Was it a couple of large wins for? Heard some U and D cuts right there. The men finally get one uh, uh, a nice win on the road. The ladies erase a ten year drought by the way, uh to a team. Was it that? Was it uh, uh Brad hanging out in a, what D G F Barnesville, I think on Friday night. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, you got a little bit of that. Tom Shymansky was uh I know he was up, he, he, he was, was there, there, wasn't he?
1: I said, I said I go, I thought I see you over there. He says, Yeah one of my grandsons was playing
0: uh halftime. Halftime. Yeah. He's Tommy <laughs> nice. all six ten yeah. Tommy, me. He's like, I look over and I see Brad Anderson. I mean like <laughs> yeah Brad's at pretty if there's a gym, Brad could be yeah, at it out of front. Apparently
1: my. My friend Eric Isendorf, the football chief at NDS, yes. Right. So then he goes, I was there. I saw you on Friday night. I said, Why don't you come up and say hi? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: I got time for a segment. I, just, I time. I mean, I got time for am well, not busy. Uh, I, I, a lot of things to get to today, Doc. Phil, around the corner, it's it's the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 57. We're leading up to a Derek and I were chatting about this off air. Uh, and even Todd was in here a little early. And he goes, Manchester Jack, you just want Kansas City because Philly's in the NFC East and as a Cowboy. Man. I said, You know what? I, I'm not so sure that this Super Bowl is about who you don't want to win, as opposed to who you want to win. And there is an anti-Eagles sentiment. Oh yeah, that you killed, Derek, right? Well, there's such
2: a likable fan base that. Uh... <laughs> well, and I think, you know, I you think
1: saw... Nick Sirianni not real uh, well thought of. Either. No,
2: Something about him. That's yeah. He he kind of looks like he's he's kind of fitting in more than Peterson did. I think just yeah. That that's a good crow. way. That's a good way to fit. Yeah, I, I, you know, for me, it's a, it's. I think they, they've now loved the reputation of being nasty to the opposition fans that come right. into their stadium, and they're they're wearing it as a badge of honor. And it's you know seeing adults spit on people or throw bottles of urine on Watch people. Watched another and,
0: YouTube you know, last week you when, know, with the Forty Nine er fans coming, uh, in. people walking in, and just the the, the profanity yeah. and all that. Yeah, flipping sure. people off. I right. mean, it's just you know,
2: it's just. It's worse than schoolyard behavior in a Christmas story. It's just, it's ridiculous, Uh, you know, it's, it's it's Scott Farkas's all over. And you just want a Ralphie to go beat that. Right. Just, uh, it's okay. Just beat him up. And that's kind of what you, because cheese fans, I mean, I would say most of them, when you, when you hear of. Going into opposition fans, the Chiefs fans are pretty good. I'm sure there's a few in the crowd. Packer fans are really nice. You don't mess with them. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're almost too friendly. But to
0: this point, has uh, there ever been a fan base that you hope their team loses because the fan base in a major championship game?
2: uh, Well, don't take offense to this. But yeah, I think okay. there's a few in your favorite teams.
1: I, there might be, well, maybe not so much anymore. But do you but
0: despise it, the Cowboys just because they're, they're proud to be
2: Cowboys fans? They're not spit people, are they? I think it's some of the bandwagon Cowboy fans that drive me crazy. No, now, you're not don't. really a bandwagon fan, and you don't rub it in people's faces, no. and you don't make it sound like they're the only franchise that exists. Cur- you know, Because I think that's what happens a lot. It's like in the, the Lou Holtz era, the Notre Dame fans thought that that was the only program that mattered. And right. I think that... You know, that, a little bit of that kind of goes a long ways. I, I think the Cowboy fan
1: base has changed a lot in 30 years. I mean, I think you go to the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I mean, there was there was something a little higher and near about the Cowboys. And right. now I just think they're
0: they're kind of like the Vikings. They're kind of another football team. And uh, but Did the cheer team have a uh, put that? Or not necessarily them, but the perception of them? Maybe. Right? Maybe. I mean, it kind of put them on a little different level. There were some movies. Like I said, I told Derek some morning, I must have the television on uh even though it's free HBO week and I get all the movie i not much there to watch sometimes, but I must have been fall asleep watching the movie. woke up this morning, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning, and Black Sunday was on with a, with a blimp a was right, coming right, over the yeah. Super Bowl the, the, and between the, the Steelers. You found that, that huh? Huh? Pat Summerall. Cat Summerall and Tom Brady. Yeah. Huh? I, I, I my left eye opened up and I go, is that Roger Staubach? What yeah. was he on channel? A some stars, stars? Oh, it's Black Sunday. A horrendous, horrendous movie, by the way. Like. I get it. Ain't gonna be the technology wasn't quite the greatest back when that movie was coming out, but yeah, guys. Just pre-Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> <trying> <laughs> George to put a, Lucas showed everyone the way. <laughs> trying to hook the blimp and then helicopter out to sea, you know, so it can blow up and yeah. save the. He kind saved of like everybody. Batman uh, lives. Yeah. Yeah, right. It was uh, the Blob. The original Blob came out. Dark Knight I, I, Rises uh, or yeah, whatever. Get that on the. So <laughs> if if you want to name another fan base that you hope their team lost in a major game. World Series, NBA title, you know, it, it, is there anyone that steps out? I'll give you the Cowboys. I, I can't, I don't know if give you the Lakers. The Lakers are this laid back, you know, superstars. You know, they were like thinking Jack Olson, you know, Candace Byrne. I think that, I, you know, nobody,
2: well, to Brad's point, I think there's different eras of that, too, because like in the 80s, it's like you had to pick, right, Celtics or Lakers, right? Right. right. With a little bit of. a the 76ers mixed what in. Sixers, and that's, and that's yeah. where I streamlined. And, 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 Yet I was the yeah. Norm Nixon, Michael right. Cooper
0: guy, you know. And the Rockets
2: had a little splash here with the Twin mm. Towers. But, I mean, not many people around here grabbed onto the, to the Rockets.
0: Well, or the Duke and North Carolina played last night. Are you the same way? It, it, I think a lot of people are. Duke fans aren't spitting on the people coming into Camden, right? No, but no. There, there's perception of arrogance, is there not, of, 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 of Cameron Crazy. Right. Well,
2: I think what it comes down to, too, is I think that rivalry is you got to pick sides too. And, and I think what it comes down to is, it's 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 one of these things where the you talk about the actual fan base of people who go to games are from that area compared to the people who gravitate towards it because they're good at the time. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people around here that became Steelers fans in the '70s because the Steelers were dominant. And then, I don't think the 49ers grabbed as many as I thought they might. I mean, not many people have done that. But the Cowboys, again, back in the 90s. And so all of a sudden, you go to the merchandise store here in you know Minnesota, North Dakota, and you're seeing all of a sudden more Packer stuff or, or Cowboy stuff.
1: Do you
0: think the people – well, I know there's people. Do, what what percentage do you think – like a dad and his son or a dad and his daughter, and they're showing a highlight of uh, Eagle Man's – you know, flipping the, the bird there and spitting on and cursing the opposing team. Do you think there are parents across the country that are going, look, at that's awesome. Do you think that's going uh, – small percentage? I would
2: think it was really small. Okay, I mean, it would have to be the parent of the of the guy who brought his son to a Chicago White Sox game and decided they're going to go attack the first-base first base coach. Right. coach. Right. I mean, that, yes. that type of clown,
0: you know. But yeah. Because you're right what you said. Not that Philadelphia does this. Many of them do this. It's that they embrace yeah. that they do this. I would say – I would say there's
2: a certain football program where a lot of people will cheer against them just because of certain members of the fan base. Sure. <laughs> that was vaguely local. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so that... And I will say... But I, you're right, but there's I, I, misperceptions I think, yeah, on that, too. And I think in the 90s when that thing was at a feet pitch, I would say both fan bases were cheering against for the fan bases more than they really disliked. Now, I think Rocky and Roger had a, a certain... Respect but dislike for each other. Yeah, you know, same with Gene and Amy. I mean, I think. Oh, that, I mean, I would think that would be safe yeah, to say. That was uh, I can I can vouch for Amy. She told me firsthand. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that was. But uh, yeah, but I think the fan base, the scorn was there more because saw a lot more. You go one cubicle, and there's a bunch of Kelly Green and White stuff in this cubicle. There's, you know, forest <laughs> green and gold. And I think they're cheering against the fan base more than, than they actually hated the other program. Yeah. And Having th-
0: done many games on size, I definitely can vouch over the But, last two but I, I would say
2: throughout the 80s dynasty and throughout this dynasty that we've first seen, I have people from around the area who, you know, maybe didn't go to college there. Or they just get sick and tired of everything NDSU. And I hear but, it all the time. I'm sure you guys do, too. I mean, it's just like, oh, there's certain people in that fan base. Right, and,
0: and, and you know, you're right. It shifts from not not that they don't like Carson Wentz or Easton right. Dink or Trey Lance, but I just don't like this guy at the bar that has just been here for a half hour. One hundred percent talking right? about we should beat Alabama every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. Or like Same. the guy when I went to
2: last year, I was sitting there watching it was it was Penn State and USC in the Rose Bowl, and this guy sits down by me as eating, watching the Rose Bowl. He goes, "So what is this for?" And I'm, "Well, it's the Rose Bowl," <laughs> and he goes. But what are they playing for? I'm like the Rose, the Rose bowl, bowl championship. And it's not like a championship like what NDSU is. I said, no, that's FCS, that's a different, different lower uh, run. I said uh, you have all these bowl games that are almost like and to your point, if you're a layman fan, uh, college football doesn't make sense. Right, right, <laughs> right? Right, right. You I have see. you have the college football playoff, and then you have a bunch of NITs that seem to be more than the NIT, right? Because right. there's something to the Rose Bowl right. and the Orange Bowl. You know, this coach goes to this, yeah, this I mean, goes to that. There's something there's about winning the Sugar Bowl, yeah. even if it's not the NASH Championship. I mean, but people who don't understand the tradition of college football probably don't get that. So I get that, but I'm like,
0: it, again, I'm like, you're in your early Rose, 30s. Rose it's, you know, it's, Pasadena. Yeah.
2: It's... <laughs> and, and it maybe shows that, you know, we're too busy focused on other things, but, but right. to compare it to, well, why don't the bison play in some of this?
0: Well, because right. they're in a different level. Say, like, it's, it's, school yourself up on what's going on here. That that's I, I that... don't think people buys Patrick Mahomes over or generally speaking, cries. Right? I, I don't think there's a lot of Patrick Mahomes haters. I'm wondering there, if there right? is a if, if people
1: are are they tired chiefs yet like they did and then they got tired of the Patriots or is it? Doesn't that, take long for people it, to get uh, tired of success. Have they not won enough, maybe? Yeah, I think a, I think they
2: need a few more okay. Lombardies in there. It's yeah. kind of yeah. wonderful. So, it's fun. It won't take long. I'd
1: say if, if it's fun when people win, but if they start winning too much, right. then uh, no, I people find it not I don't so. like you anymore.
0: You're well, not, I think you're the not most story start- to yeah. me.
2: Well, speaking of Tomahawk Chops, I think that happened in the nineties. So the team only won worlds, Series. You know, they, they were so sickening of winning their division every year and then not doing
0: anything. Can I? With
2: it. I grew up in the eighties as a because ch- you either rooted
1: for the Cubs or the Braves, thanks to cable right. television, and I went with the Braves. You know, Murphy, Bobner, to- I and I stayed with the Braves even when they started winning. In, like, 91, and it got to about the mid to late 90s, and I just kind of went, this isn't, now it's not fun anymore because everybody jumped on the bandwagon. Well, right. And it just wasn't, they weren't on TBS as much. I just kinda got bored with it and it's like, man, I'm just gonna stick with the
2: twins. Tonight. well <laughs> it's almost like the dog chasing the car and then they cut their now what, right? Because mm-hmm. and that and that was the Braves and that certainly is the Red Sox. And the Red Sox were kind of the lovable losers. Couldn't <laughs> go over the hump right. with the curse of the bat, And then they they finally won in two thousand four. We were done 'em. I mean right. I think the nation has it once you know the HBO documentary came out and all that, that was fine. After that, we were done with that whole
0: outfit. Yeah, yeah. Cubs and Red Sox, worst thing that could happen, maybe they won. You know, they, 100%. Had the, they had the lovable uh, passion. You know, why do you like teams in the first place? You like teams in the first place. Either they're handed down by your prince or if you have True. siblings, don't you agree? Yep, yep. Or if you didn't have that growing up, maybe you just gravitated to region or you gravitated to success. Because mm-hmm. nobody likes to nobody nobody picks a loser right out of the gate. It's like unless this kid in my, my children's elementary school, the kid that was wearing a dolphins jersey with a dolphin. I'm like, that's the dude. Kids get I, to know that. Well, guy. I would
2: argue the Cubs to what Brad said. You know. yeah. Yeah.
0: My brother-in-law
1: is a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, and I don't know why. We are
0: family, baby. <laughs> I guess it's sister. Probably, is he, he old
1: enough to remember that? Or uh, well, he's he's a year older than I am. So well, I, mean, he'd I guess he'd, he'd probably. I suppose like the Bonds, Bonilla years. Oh, I'm, sure. Sure. So I'm guessing, exactly that, I'm guessing that's where it came me. from. But he has stayed with him through all this time. Yeah. So I had to give him props for
0: that um so super Bowl fifty seven in case you're wondering and you 're looking for tickets today um well, this might have been fees. this could have got up and they all fluctuate but if you 're going to some of the the second tier markets game time i haven't done anything on game time have you guys bought no, anything on I game have time not
1: i've uh, i think no one ever have it up hub
0: uh forty three twenty two that ticket might get you about fifty seven hundred uh on game time with fees stub hub forty five hundred uh tickets smarter at least as this writing was about 4694 seat geek have you gone to seat geek have you I have anything? I
1: almost uh, like I said I was looking at uh, looking at tickets one time on seat geek but didn't uh, didn't purchase
0: 45 uh ticketmaster 48 plus fees you might want to add a few more dollars on that um, if you want the most expensive t- uh, seats hmm here's one for 92537 that'll get something wow Texture yeah. one hundred and one. You can buy a lot of seventy-inch
2: uh, screens for that to watch it at home in the comfort of your own couch.
0: Can I ask you guys? And I know Phil coming up around the corner. we've probably asked this before. And I'll even throw it to the uh, the, the tech club today at three five two seven zero. And you don't have to say your name, and we we won't give it out. We'll just we'll just throw the number out. But do you guys know what the most exp- most you paid for a spring event in your life is? Like maybe first, or maybe you and your whatever. Yeah, wife or I know, girlfriend. I know. Give an idea, but well, my a buddies number? and
2: I went to Lambo a couple of years in, in nineteen. Yeah,
0: was it high three? No,
2: I boy, this was uh, twenty years ago. I I bought when the
1: NCAA regional was at the Metrodome, the year Marquette won when Wayne Wade came out of the scene. Oh, so yeah. I saw Wisconsin, Kentucky, and Pitt in Marquette, and then Marquette,
0: Kentucky. I remember what I ticket paid. cost. It was, but it was three figures.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because that was uh, we sat kind of would have been like at first where first base was, so it would have been behind the basket of the Metrodome.
0: I dropped a Valentine's present, uh, uh, a little date night Valentine's thing. This is oh golly, <laughs> this was even twenty some years ago. It might have been early nineties to closing in the nineties. And I remember buying. I wanted good seats at Target Center, and I I said I'm going to pay for some seats, and I couldn't even get to Necessarily together, so I got one like in the this row and the other one behind it, and I think I, wanted, I I think I want to say I dropped well over two sixty or, or three and change. Now that was well over two plus decades ago. I don't know what those seats are for nowadays on that, but I, I maybe I think I've spent more than that. Derek, have you spent more than two hundred eighty dollars? I can't say I have. I, I want to say mine was in that ballpark. Yeah. It, was, it was a five hundred dollar. You know, five hundred for the pair plus lodging and all that, but just for the tickets themselves for 2 i we're dropping about five bills for a yeah. uh, basketball game. I mean, I'd love to see the Super
2: Bowl, but I just can't. I can't justify five
0: thousand dollars.
2: No, no, I would have to finagle a press pass somewhere. That's yeah, strike it into it. four digits that, that I'm watching at home. Sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you'd really Unless I win the Powerball, right, right? You'd really have to have a personal, um, a personal tie. You know, someone from Barnesville you've known all your life that now is playing for Kansas City and, like, you know, he's going to be in there. And maybe, you know, maybe if it's a really personal yeah. tie to that game. I can't even imagine. Here's another thing I'm down on. Tyler Axness brought this up the other day. Uh, have you guys seen all the commercials that are going to air yet? Will they be? Any of them. I despise I the fact. It. I don't want to see a commercial until Sunday. But now we are it's in weird. a le- let's see it before it airs era. And, it's like opening up your Christmas gifts on the 15th of right. uh, December. And then rewrapping them to open them <laughs> no, up again right. and try to look surprised. 100%. I despise that part of the Super Bowl. but I'm really down Super Bowl. <laughs> we are going to take it in, and it is on the, the airways, too. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a couple things. But I'm curious, but, but our listening audience across the, the vast region, just to be honest with you, be honest, no reason to lie. I won't name your name. Not not going to track you down, but the most expensive you paid for a sporting ticket. You can text at 35270. And if you want to bring it in to impress us, free. I'd imagine that there's some of the four figures for a sporting event. I would imagine, but fire it in. We'll tip aside, Doc Phil coming up around the corner. It's a Monday roundtable just scratching the surface. Uh, Lots to get to today. The uh, NHL post-All-Star, the Wild back in action tonight against the Coyotes. Yes, they call them Coyotes once you get south of where, Brad? Derek Nebraska? Who knows where the line is? Utah? Mason <laughs> goes, Dixon line. goes Lion, from coyotes I mean, to coyotes hmm. down there, but they're in action tonight. The uh, The wolves are off tonight. They're back in action tomorrow. Uh, so we got more to talk about this week. And then good, bad, ugly, and great from the weekend. We'll talk about that next. Eleven forty. Doctor,
1: doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case for you. Doctor? Doctor?
2: Doctor? 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 Doctor?
3: Doctor? Me? What's up, guys?
0: During that break, break, right I was also thinking this, and that, you know, if the old, if you could go back in time and had a ticket stub from a game, you know, that that maybe you didn't pay much back then, but now it's just worth a, about two hundred percent more, like a ticket stub from a game that that, that you throwing back. I was looking at, we were talking about the price of, of uh, you know, the, the Super Bowl tickets, guys. <laughs> so I was looking at, before Doc comes in here. I was looking at uh, the top ten most expensive tickets of all time. Avalanche Lightning, Game 6, 2022 Stanley Cup, finals. price range between $428 and $16,000 that Man. was paid. Um, Argentina, Germany, 2014 FIFA World Cup, between 400 bucks and 50000 I mean, some of these Lakers-Celtics, Game 7, 2010 NBA Finals, uh, topped out at $81,000 between... Two- <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. Dexter says, $500
1: a ticket, Vikings versus Dallas this year. Oops. Ouch! <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Yikes! Te- texter says went to McGregor Poirier. Poirier three
0: for five seventy two a pop. Oh, it's uh, a little fight. Little it, MMA. Fun- there, you funny you bring that up because here's a Mayweather McGregor twenty seventeen prices range from five hundred dollars ninety eight thousand dollars. Wow. On that fight. To see McGregor rope adopted doped for right. 15, <laughs> minutes five, 15 minutes. Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Oh. The crossover. That was the crossover fight, right? Mm-hmm. That was that. Doc joining us today, orthopedic surgeon, joins the round table every Monday, and we appreciate hearing from Doc. Uh, good afternoon, Doc. How you doing?
3: So how about Muhammad Ali and George Foreman in the battle of the Manila, the thriller in the Manila? Could you imagine
0: having the tip stub for that?
3: Yeah. How much was
2: that ticket? If I could back in time and be at Game Six or Game Seven of ninety one or game seven of yeah. eight, right. one, I would pay a pretty pretty penny for that one. Man.
0: Doc, yeah. have you uh, and you maybe been on the you know, you been involved in many big games and matches in I mean, Doc Team USA, you've been around long enough, but do you remember anything that you 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 know put some money down to for a sporting event that you know, either you, you saved up or had and said, you know what? <laughs> I'm paying it. We just heard the 500. Was that 500 a crack, by the way, uh, Brad, for the Vikings Cowboys at that, that texter said? I think so. I mean, uh, 500 a ticket,
2: yes. Yeah. A $1,000 piece. See them get just boat raced. Yeah.
0: Didn't expect that when you put the money down for it. Oh, no. But, you know, that's the thing. But, Doc, anything come to your mind that, that you went and saw and went, well, I it. I don't care.
3: Um,. No, but but here's a funny story that kind of parallels that. So we're in the gold medal game in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, 25 below zero outside. The place is just jumping. It's packed. We're going to play Canada. The world's going to burn down if we win. Um, as we are kind of getting things ready we're prepped and we're getting all the guys going and, you know, taping this, that, I think it comes over. We hear that they've run out of tickets for the 50-50 draw. And we said, what well, does that mean? Well, they've reached their limit of $400,000 in a 50 job. So wow. they, they are going to write out hand tickets. So we look at each other and we went, we got to get in this. we got to. we got, We got to go get into this. So I ran upstairs with a bunch of uh, Monopoly money, <laughs> and we bought, uh, what was it? I think it was like $100 worth of tickets because our popular head coach said, Doc, you got to go buy those. This will be the greatest thing when we win the gold medal and we win the fifty fifty, and yeah. we can just leave the. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you get close?
3: Oh, we weren't even close. Oh. But it was a fun stuff to think about. It would be Cause a as fun because as, as soon as we won the gold medal, you know, and they said the the fifty fifty draw, and I looked at Dean, and he goes, "Dang it, we." One
0: out of two, though, that's not bad. Derek, when you do the public address as the voice of the the Bison Wrestling, do you uh, get 50-50 involved in wrestling? No, we don't do that. We do have the high school matches I usually go to. I I like doing that because at Fargo South when I moonlight the PA guy and you do the 50-50 and and you do that, and you you always get the red kits. now, then you're like five, eight, seven, zero, one, and then you pause before that last number because you want to hear the, oh, ah. I can imagine when 200 grand's on the line, to that yeah. last number call. <laughs> well, actually, it was more than that
3: because I think it got up close to half a million.
2: Man, unreal.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was unreal. It'd be it,
2: was, it,
0: was, it was really wild.
2: Speaking uh, of gold medal games, if you could go back in time, how much should you spend ooh. to go to Lake Placid?
0: Oh, to have the 1980 uh, ticket? Oh, man. I think that'd be worth something. Man, uh, absolutely. I would just look back for the back experience.
3: In, but, see. I think what a lot of people don't remember—you didn't know it was the gold medal game.
0: Yeah, that's true. Technically speaking, but just it was year.
3: just it was it was we were playing Russia. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah The one against and, Finland wouldn't have been. A, who knows?
3: Yeah, the, you were just playing. You were just Russia in the knockout. Run.
2: That's a good point. You'd pay more for the Russia game than you would be actually the
3: gold yeah. medal. Yeah. Game. That's a good yeah. point. Well, then the next day, you know, it was the gold medal. Yeah, game. that's so a, a good point.
1: We have, a correction. we have a correction in the texter. He says, the Thrill in Manila was the third Ali Frazier fight. The Rumble in the Jungle was Ali Foreman in Zaire. There oh, it is. Right. Oh, okay.
0: By the way, to, to throw this on to what you guys, Derek brought up Cubs and, and Brad would bring up the Cubs. The number one most expensive ticket that they can find on record paid for an event uh, for the game. Uh, most expensive tickets in sports history purchased in 2016 MLB World Series between the Cubs in the Indians time, based on reports, the most expensive ticket was purchased at the price of one point one seven wow. million. Wow! And they got to sit through a long rainly. <laughs> Instant classic. saw <laughs> the Cubs and their mm-hmm. one hundred eight year World Series drought. One point one seven million. But you know what, Doc, Derek, Brad? Who knows if that ticket's not worth well, yeah, more than that now. That's yeah, boy, well,
3: you could have a man cave
0: with that kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I it's fine. I mean, we, we sit here and debate every Super Bowl time how much money is going, it, it is there? It's an event to be at. Uh, and that's not even the case. Some of the hotels are are minimal starting in the in the upper hundreds, you know, four, five, six to eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollars a night. So if you're gonna spend, you know, four days in Glendale, you're gonna probably drop a four thousand dollars in hotel. You're probably dropping who knows what on your your Super Bowl ticket, not to mention your eatery. That doc, that's a that's a Thirty, forty thousand dollar investment to see a Super now—it's insane.
3: Yeah, it's it just really become corporate, you know, for the most part. I mean, us average folks can't really afford to even go there, you know, and so it's become become such a corporate thing that it's, which is kind of sad. But um, you know, there are tickets available, obviously, for the general public that you maybe you could. You could probably find five hundred bucks or whatever. I don't even know what the prices are these days, but you know, they obviously are not going to be the the lower bowl and, and the good seats, probably where you really want to be. But you know, it is what it is.
0: Wild back in action tonight. I'll get the uh, the Coyotes. Karil uh, Kaprizov back from his second consecutive All Star game. Uh, Doc, have you locked into the wild, or do you get a little more serious now as we start reaching the second half and whatnot?
3: You know, I I, I kind of let that first half kind of go. Now that we're past the All Star Game, now things start getting interesting. Plus the trade deadline is coming up rapidly. That's right. That'll happen. So there's going to be movement of some sort, and there already has been. Um, you know, Canucks, I think, are going to be looking to unload people, and and I would like, I would really like to see the Wild pick up Brock be- or Brockbester. Uh, I think that mm. would be a really. I heard cool that's, that's
2: running a little bit too, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I've I've heard that a little bit too, you know. He's from the cities, he's North Dakota kid. So that would be a really cool move. But uh, you know, I don't know. And we don't know what's gonna happen with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Abes. Um, you know, they only have a year left on the deal. So uh they are expendable, certainly. Um so it's and now it gets real interesting. You I mean, keep start really trying to line up and make that final then push to get into the playoffs and and hoist Stanley's Cup. So uh, I think there will be a lot of interesting little plays that happen here in the next
0: couple of weeks. For the non-lock-in and, and even, even hockey people, Brad, I'm sure you're not locked in 24-7 on hockey. As much as you love hockey, I love hockey. Derek, you love hockey. But, Brad, you call it. You're around it a lot more. But uh, you're not 24-7. Doc, as much as your team doctor for Team USA, you love hockey. You're around it. All this. Have the Seattle Kraken kind of flown under the radar? I think the general fan out there who lead the Pacific – with sixty-three points, tied with the LA Kings, have the doc kind of for, for not the diehards, but those aren't really—they're playing kind of half attention, passively to the NHL. How many people would realize if you walked to the mall today and asked a hundred people and ask them where they think the Seattle Kraken are in the NHL? How many people would say, "Oh, they're leading the Pacific"? Zero. Yeah. No, I, mean, I think
3: you're right. They have flown under the radar. No, no question. I don't think anybody expected them to be as good as they are, but they have, they put some really good players together. And and obviously it it goes back to that whole thing that we've talked about a long time before. But the team isn't so much um, made up of all your superstars and your elite players. The team is made up of the chemistry and obviously they got something going in that room. And goaltending has been pretty solid. Uh, Their defense has been pretty solid Uh, with uh, Mr. Borgen on the back end there from Moorhead. They also have Dan or, uh, pat matty berniers who's really in the league by storm um from the university of michigan and it it, it really is interesting because but you know let's face it the pacific division is not probably the greatest division hockey right now Uh, so they they caught him at a a good spot but i think it'll be real interesting now okay we're halfway through let's see what they can do now when the push comes on because all these other teams are going to start in pushes and uh the intensity winds up and injuries happen and all of a sudden there a lot of things in the mix so uh, i think it's it's going to be really really interesting and how can you not feel good for dave heggall I, I mean, mean come know, he's on kind of been tossed around the nhl and this and that and everything and he's really making it work out there and uh, i just, i just think that's awesome
0: I was going to make a point about new franchise being six full earlier. And I, locally, I could point to hmm, maybe Bismarck, Legacy and Girls Hoops. Brad, wouldn't they win it? Like, I think their second year or third. I mean, it, was, it wasn't long before they had a state title. West Fargo, Cheyenne certainly shot quickly up the ranks. Oh, Davies boys, Davies football. Davey's boys yeah. shot up the ranks. And then I was thinking, boy, Vegas has shot up for a nice Then I realized, yeah. I think they've been around for a – when was their first year? Like, Have they been around for a half a dozen years? Yeah, I mean, I think t- t- around about six years. I'm trying to think when we went to Winnipeg and
3: watched them play. In the time playoffs. is phone with the Vegas, yeah, because it was Vegas yeah. and
1: Winnipeg in 18 in the conference yeah. finals.
3: Yeah, so that was their first year, I think. Right? Yeah, I want to say 1718. 17, 18, yeah, I think it was 171718. I think was their first year.
0: Point being, in the NHL, when you have a new organization, uh, what Seattle is doing now. Obviously, the the mean, the honeymoon period, I mean, that, that, that can last. You, you can strike early in a franchise, correct?
3: Right. You know. And you can build from that, too. You know, all of a sudden, you've got a lot of notoriety. People, oh, wow, they're good. Let's go. They're, they're, they've got good structure. You know, and it, and it really depends on, you know, the, the quality of pull in the organization. You know, the general managers, you know, and obviously Seattle has a really good one. I mean, the coach staff. It all it all comes to play, and and sometimes that really works, and sometimes it doesn't. But in the Seattle situation, I think that uh, they've got something really special going, and let's just see how long they can keep it going.
0: The uh, uh, date here, I like to throw this at you guys on a round table. Number one, in 1990, Brett Hull and Bobby Hull became first father-son combination in NHL history to score 50 goals in a season. That was stayed 1990, but I'm gonna throw another one at you. Going back to 1926, 1926, the National Football League. Adopted a rule that players uh, made players ineligible for competition until their college class graduated. 1926. Huh. Until you, your college yeah. class. It's a little different, no. You're saying the college out of the bar, out of the bar part a little well, bit on that. <laughs> the football is more
2: regulation than the other sports. but so, yeah.
0: Someone should write a book on uh, wh- and just titled it, What If They Stayed? Yeah. And maybe maybe that would be more poignant towards basketball, perhaps uh, like collegiate basketball. Well, if Weber
2: would have stayed, I mean,
0: could what, you imagine that. If, if Fab Five would have stayed the whole time, you know,
2: I wonder what the junior and senior years would have been like for Michigan.
0: What about those teams that, that one and done? Jordan would have stayed. I mean, uh, I mean, Doc, magic. That'd, be, that'd be a heck of a book, Doc, wouldn't it? What if what if they, or what if what? they went or what if they stayed? Because some came out of high school in various sports. Right. Uh, that went right to the pros, and uh, some that that left after a year or two of college.
3: Just, just think about the team up north on the on the ice. Oh. I, mean, yeah, got- I was, I
1: was leaning that way too. Oh, I think sure. you're seeing it more in college got, hockey in the last probably ten Jonathan years.
3: Yeah. you got, I mean, you've got Besser, you know TJ Oshie, uh, Zach Greedy. I mean, you just go right down the line. I That's would read small.
0: that. I would read that thick pamphlet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if they stayed? It's just so hard for hockey. Like Parisi, I mean, you're looking at seven yeah. digits in front of you. There's no way. I mean, there's no way I could do that.
0: But but, recent... they,
2: but they do regret leaving a lot of times. They say too because yeah. they enjoy their time up and ground so much.
0: Well, like, prior to well, last and... season, we saw a lot of return because they left some unfinished bits. Correct. Oh, Even though right. it didn't get to the uh, you know the, the banner, but
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's exactly right.
0: What if they What yeah. was uh, what was your big weekend, Doc? Your good, bad, ugly, and great. Do you have any that that, that fill your columns today?
3: Good. Well, us see. The good was, the mother Marge went to the University of Iowa, so she's a big Iowa basketball fan. Ah. Uh, so I did get locked in watching the men beat Illinois, and then the women just pummel Penn State. And that, if you guys watched that, well, uh, Caitlin.
0: Here's the problem I with that, Doc. I, I turned over to that, too, and they were already in the pummeling mode. So I, I, yeah. I'm i going to be selfish here. I turned it over to watch Caitlin Clark, and she'd have served her minutes. Well, like. already
3: pretty. And, and I didn't realize, but she is, like, number two in the country forever in, like, triple-double. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm.
3: Not only can she shoot, but she rebounds and she assists, you know, as well. I mean, it's it's really amazing. I mean, I'd like to see her with the boys. I bet she beats them.
0: Ticket seller, for those that don't know, uh, Caitlin yeah. Clark from Iowa has—I um, don't know how to put it. She'll get across half court. And if you're not guarding her, she will drop drop we'll she'll, she'll drop thirty-five footers and and make every one. Yep. And yep. it's it's an imp- guardsy has come on and talked about. We've talked about her before, too. She is the absolute ticket to. She she's the equivalent of of someone that that is in, in awe of Steph Curry and what he can do with his shooting ability and range. That's what she to to college basketball. Correct, Doc. Like, I'm not telling stories out of school.
3: I'll tell you what. I bet Steph Curry watches. I I'll guarantee kind of, you,
0: he's tweeted out on her. I guarantee it. Yeah, <laughs> uh.
3: she is. She's amazing, and apparently just a real nice,
0: real nice kid too. So,
3: yeah. uh, let's see the bad. Uh,
0: Don't say flag football because I think that's got It doesn't have everything, but it's got something in the oh. Pro Bowl, doesn't it? The bad was St. Cloud State just
3: not doing what they were supposed to do this weekend with the visiting UN, University of Miami hockey team. Mm-hmm. Lost on Friday, tied on Saturday. That's the bottom team of the league, and now is not the time to falter. So So um, I think if North Dakota could maybe get us in Denver, hey, maybe a sweep, you never know. And mm-hmm. uh, they've got St. Cloud State coming up to the Ralph. Maybe they've caught them at the right time. They could make a serious move here to get back into the playoff situation where they have home playoff. ice. That that one really surprised I was I was really surprised by that. I, yeah, wow. I
0: missed I miss that too over there. Yeah, Denver with thirty five points, Western and Michigan and St. Cloud State with the three, Omaha thirty, Duluth twenty three, the North Dakota twenty one. So obviously a again in in Denver could <laughs> not flip the whole script, but put you in a little bit better spot. Uh well and remember
3: too, Dakota's got two games in hand on a lot of those teams. Yeah. Uh as well so
0: did you guys take in the Pro Bowl at all, Brad? Did you take in the Pro Bowl at all? Anything? Uh, not one minute. No, <laughs> Derek, did you,
2: you didn't. Talk? A handful of it. I took it full. A handful of minutes, and I uh it was a free HBO weekend, and I recorded uh, Black Adam. For the Rock is a star, so I just watched a bad Marvel uh, DC movie. So, so uh, that's not a bad. There's movie. a lot of bad DC comic movies. And... I'll
0: take a flag football game. Actually, it it caught me for. I think I watched four plays. Yeah. It's just a sad state yeah, of what yeah. all the games are.
2: I don't understand why the XFL would not start this weekend or the Saturday before. The, I mean, this is the weekend the Rock and the Bottom XFL width. should have got that going. I mean, we're
0: all football-starved. And... I would watch bowling anyway, but I watched PBA bowl, uh, the, the Professional Bowlers Association this weekend. I've done some of those. and had some characters going on, but, I mean, yeah. that's the point. I mean, I'd watch it anyway because it's kind of intriguing. But the All-Star games, they're gone. NBA – NHL, NFL, you know, it's just not – it doesn't grab your attention, period. Well, but
3: now, now the fun begins because now the grind starts and now the jockeying preparation for playoffs with all the high school sports, college sports, uh, our winter professional sports. So, yeah, now the fun starts.
0: And uh, the only injury thing in front and something we've talked about for two weeks now and – uh Patrick Mahomes will have a, a fresh week here. He's had a week uh, to do it, and, and I imagine you don't—you haven't come off what you've been saying before on, a, on his high ankle Right.
3: Yep, no, he'll
0: be fine. They're playing on grass. All right, down in the desert, it's nice a, soft. He'll be fine. Nice uh, soft. Yeah, yeah, it's not
2: going to be frozen arrowhead grass.
3: <laughs> <It'd> be, <laughs> exactly. That's
2: one thing about the yeah. one thing, though. I will say with the natural gas at both Arizona and Vegas, where they do the same thing, where they get this platform and they. It gets chopped up quickly. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if you well, noticed I that. I don't
3: think they could probably get the root system. That might right? That it. Yeah, it just it doesn't
2: know? seem right. I don't know.
3: <clears throat> but, you know, they do go out there and they're repairing it in the game. You can see them. You know, they're trying to put the uh, – mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because it's overwatered or what, but, but you're right. It does kind of get ripped up a little here. But it's still uh, – when you look at the injury rates there, they still are significantly lower than, than on some super turfs. So I think – you know, it's about half of the NFL's grass now, so I wouldn't be surprised that over time they convert all to grass if they can they can afford to keep it that way. But a little bit hard in Buffalo. You know, well,
2: well like that's that. just it. I mean, I think yeah. I'll argue against like Pittsburgh that have both the college team and the pro team play on it, and then they have high yeah. school. Ch- I mean, it gets to be worse than than the uh, it's field like, turf sometimes. It's
3: like uh, Howard Wood, right? Exactly. Remember that?
2: Well, yeah, my cousin played there. He said he, yeah. and when they replace, he goes, oh. Thank God, because he loved the field turf compared to natural. Gas. I mean, there, I mean, it, well, it, not it all like natural gas is
0: created equal. <laughs> right.
3: well, at the end, it was, it was like playing in the parking
0: lot, right? Hey, Doc, I got one for, for one for the road for it. Something Brad had uh, had brought up earlier, and and it's I don't know if it's human nature, and unless you're alumni or, or you're part of that program, what have you, but we we're trying to define where the line is where you're successful, well, where you're a good story, you're successful. We love you. Now you're too successful, and I really could care less if you win again. In fact, I hope you lose. And we were trying to figure out the line. Can you name a a program in the history of sport that even though you tied to it, went to school there, or was a fan of per se, still cheered and was happy that they won? You know, mm. that, that dominated was, I guess, a dynasty that, that won. And, I, and Wooden's Bruins, i was thinking about this. You know, UCLA Bruins, were you still cheering for them as they were just dismantling teams? Uh, no, people weren't. Okay. So that's not, that's not one. Would well, the Edmonton Oilers fall into that
2: category? I mean, were they?
3: Well, but they didn't have a real long run. I was thinking more like the Patriots.
2: Yeah.
0: But, boy, people started They'll... despising the Patriots. I know people got oh, to the
2: late and... 70s, early 80s Islanders.
3: Yeah, and the other the other ones, the ever popular New York Yankees. Yeah, right. You know the team that everybody loves to hate, but they always like watching them win. But you know, you'd hate to see them win, but you want them to see them win because they've got such good players. But mm-hmm. yeah.
0: You know. Or maybe maybe that bet is an individual question. People weren't rooting for Cale Sanderson to lose, Derek. No, not very often. I do think people got tired of
2: Tiger after a while. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, well, be...
3: I think people are getting tired of LeBron at this
2: point. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. I don't. Know, maybe, I think maybe there isn't one. I think Jack
2: even. I think Jack and Tiger even got kind of polarizing after all, and you know they didn't like how Jack sometimes played so slow and in right. golf. Right. I think Yvonne Lendl got people didn't like him after a while. I think. You know, I think hmm. uh,
0: Jeff well, Gordon was polarizing. I mean, another name, yes.
3: Not because, and not because I am an alumna. You know, seventy miles north here, but I, people are getting a little bit with football here at mm-hmm. the agricultural college. Yes, you know, I mean yep. I think there's there's some there's some dissatisfaction or no I wouldn't say dissatisfaction, just saying, you know, it's interest maybe. Yeah. Um there's some of that there. Uh, you may you know I mean if you win too much people go, oh, I should I go go, they're gonna win anyway. Well, you know, I'm like let's go do something else.
0: What you a know? crazy you know, Humans are weird, huh? No, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, That's why there's so many of them. Have <laughs> <if> you looked <laughs> <laughs> have yes. you Looked around this room way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Hey, humans are strange. <laughs> We're strange. We're yeah. a species. Have
1: you looked at the home schedule hey, for next just, year for NDSU.
0: I want
3: to yeah, yeah. get this in. I know you guys have addressed it, and we addressed yeah. it Saturday morning on the hockey guys. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out Um, Travis Dunn's wife and and her family and the family. Uh, that was just such an un. Oh, that was just an unbelievable day, and, yeah. and he's such a cool guy. And I had just talked to him like a few days beforehand, and that makes it even harder. And, I yeah. know our buddy up north is in a little bit, but, uh, yep. you know, we'll get through it. And uh, he had just outstanding life, and he had an outstanding family, and uh, he was just a great
0: guy. Yeah, well said, Doc. Far too short. Last week, I know, uh, you know, we, we put two shows that we made sure that we talked about Travis, but everybody in this room in this studio was just, it didn't feel right afterwards. It just felt awkward. So, yeah, and I know the, the folks up north having been in Grand Forks the last... Several days they are still trying to process that too, so yeah, I've cut far too short his life, but boy, what an impact uh, he had. So well said, Doc, I'm glad you had to put that in. That's good. Good. Have a good weekend, buddy. We'll talk to you next week.
3: All right, guys, have a good week. Dr.
0: Take care. Phil, Dr. Phil Johnson or the Surgeon, joining us today uh, on the round table. I don't know, maybe there isn't a team or an individual that we just they kept winning. we were just like, yes, just keep winning. Just keep going. you're a great the, only story. Th- the only team I, I think love that.
2: I don't think the 49ers ever got hated. I just you just kind of accepted their greatness in the 80s and 90s. I
0: certainly didn't despise Jerry Rice. No. Certainly I loved Ronnie Lott. I think we all had Roger- respect
2: for Montana.
0: Yeah, Joe. even
2: young when they won- beat the Chargers maybe one of the more boring Super Bowls in the history of Super
0: Bowls. But Not a big Dwight Clark fan. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were they were they were No, that might be one if we had to stretch. Quick timeout, we'll come back. We'll put a cap on our comments on 7:40 the fan. Hockey tonight. What do we got? Uh, that trade deadline uh, a few weeks away anyway with the National Hockey League. Doc's right. You know, I was kind of looking at, at Patrick Kane, who has full control of his true with a no movement clause. Uh, but his ex- contract is expiring, playing for a team that obviously is not uh, not, not Boy, well, that, that organization! Say, say, yes. boy, is that proud franchise just Oof. a mess a right line. now? Both Oof.
2: on and off the ice, it's bad.
0: Uh, they don't re-sign him, um, boy. And then you, uh, boy, if Kane's time is done, and then and, and Adam Taves, and you're right, that's a uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. On these.
2: So he's investor, you know. Just you get, get all these former UND players in Minnesota. That's collect back. I uh, tried
0: the Joe's thing. Unfortunately, that didn't work. Right, <sighs> collect it back. Uh, hockey tonight. Uh, that drops. Eight ish. Eight oh five. Yeah. There you go. Pre game around seven forty five tonight Correct. at seven forty the fan. And then the URD Denver series because this is a uh, one of those CBS network games that
1: uh Friday night is uh eight
0: face. Though, yeah, yeah, with an eight o'clock pre with uh, with Tim coming up on, on Friday night. Over the weekend, good, bad, ugly, and great as as mentioned uh uh uh, in case you're not paying attention, and if you listen to the fans' finest with Brad, you'll be on there from time to time on this. But the Crockett kid at a fifty-two pointer. Is wow. she just? Uh, so, so we uh, had okay. So Friday night, yeah. We had talk to me. Mason Cabell scored forty-seven That's over it.
1: Davies. Uh, Threw a
0: couple of them did he not? At least am. He's uh,
1: he's about close to twenty-nine a game right, and now. and he is a sophomore.
0: sophomore.
1: Carson Bartholomew of Enderlin, who's been a fan's finest, threw in fifty the other night against New Rockford Cheyenne. That's right.
0: Breed uh, School Mike Opimes, Mark yep. Uh, yep. back in nineteen
1: ninety one, uh, and then yeah, you mentioned Hallie Croc. Uh, it was funny Dr. her her sister didn't play. Her sister's pretty good too, Hayden. Hayden, yeah. and she was sick, so I I kind of be the pudding I would you know I kind of said to. Via social media to her father, Mike said, well, apparently Hallie had to score for both of them because she's 52. going to
0: represent the Crockett uh, family. Yep. So, 52. Uh, 89
1: 66, they played down at, uh, actually at the Blickery at uh, the NCS Bonanza over Maple River. So she scored 52. She had already had the record of 44 she set in December, and she shattered it one more time. She's having, and she just got 2,000 points last week, too. What
0: is the uh, single, and I know it's probably too late to single game record North Dakota for girls in a game, I wonder <laughs> Does Lindsey Whalen have it for Minnesota? I, wonder? Yeah, I know, I would think so, but or know. Know. Page backers, Hutch- maybe oh. page backers maybe. Yeah, I have to do a little research on that. We got uh, things coming up uh, this week right here on uh, 740 Fan and our properties, uh, including, uh, well, we don't have a fan tonight, obviously, but uh, Brad, you got a science, uh, if you want to get out and watch some basketball. The concessions I could vow them too. Yes, At, in, right. in Woburn. <laughs> I usually get the catbacker, but I the concessions aren't a bad option either. So, you know. Science and, and and that should be a nice doubleheader yeah, uh, tonight. Yes,
1: uh, the women are right now. Excuse me, in a good spot to um, uh, win when the conference still and holds the regional, and uh, this one tonight. Basically, whoever wins is in the has the edge to try and win the uh, conference title and holds the regional.
0: You know what else is big over the weekend? Cobber ladies won their 10th straight. They've won that. 14 yes. of 50. Wow. <laughs> this is a phenomenal. Obviously, UND picking off South Dakota first time, and it the men on the road. There's some good things, and uh, wrestling keeps going strong for NDSU. Yeah. You know, too. And they've got Oklahoma. Oklahoma Friday night. Friday night. Wow. Coming next on 740, the fans.